everyone else is gambling and having fun, and I'm here in my room for the <laughs> podcast. So I just want you to know that you guys are more important than so fun. You don't. He like wants to an gamble, hour, ten minute. So That's it. Down. Hour, ten minute. Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about it. I, I took a nap. Wait, wait, it's the city that yeah. never sleeps. <laughs> well, I am going to sleep in about an hour and fourteen minutes. <laughs> Vegas, baby, Vegas. Sean doesn't gamble anyway, so no. Let's not make it seem life. like he. He gambled hey. one time for a dollar, and he won a hundred dollars, and that was it. That was my bad. He was just party. sitting down, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm way. bored. I'm just gonna play this slot." And he I just won hundred. It was his hundred dollars. It wasn't his. I no. Sharif gave it to you. No, it wasn't. I found it on the ground. Yeah, that was Sharif's, or it was a uh, uh, Jeff's. No, it was no one's. I found it on the ground with you. And he bought me a beer too. That was the nicest thing ever, too. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, thank you. That had been Brian Cox. Did it just kind of look like it was a Brian Cox role? It was a Brian Cox moment. I don't oh. know, man. I feel like Ed Harris should have been there too. Oh, fucking Ed Harris! That's that would have been really Harris. good, man. Fantastic. You know, I mean, even oh, a Brendan Fraser type would have been. <laughs> Wait, is this school ties? Are we doing school ties? Welcome back to another episode of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which. But for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts. Jeremiah. What up, sunshine? Eddie. You think football is fun? <laughs> no, zero no, fun. Sorry. No. Zero, no. Zero fun. No, not fun at all. <laughs> uh, fun. And Brandon. Who's your daddy? <laughs> this season, we've decided that each host will pick a film from each decade, from the 70s to today, that exemplifies that time period. Some of the films will be underrated, some classics, while others will be overrated piles of cinematic crap. To finish off each decade, the hosts will have a group pick that wraps up the decade in style. As with every review, we give our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we've just watched? At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of 0 to 5, 0 being the perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and 5 being the sort of film that makes you want to do a three-a-day practice rather than finish the movie. In addition to our yeah. review, we always pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, yeah. we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail selection, so please feel free to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. With that, what uh, play are we running this evening, gentlemen? Ooh. Yeah. Well, tonight Ooh. we have our second entry into our 2000s film. This is Eddie's Freaking phenomenal stellar pick. 2000s, remember the Titans? Uh, shocking that you actually came up with something good after Halloween and Point Break, but whatever. <laughs> so in Virginia, we have a high school football uh, team, which is a way of life. It's an institution. It's revered. Each game is celebrated more lavishly than Christmas. Each playoff distinguished more grandly than any national holiday. And with such recognition comes powerful emotions. In 1971, high school football was everything to the people of Alexandria, Virginia. But when the local school board was forced to integrate an all-black school with an all-white school, the very foundation of football's greatest tradition was put to the test. This Denzel Washington classic is rated a 7.8, too low, on IMDb and has a critic score of 73%, way too low, and an audience score of 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. We have an all-star cast rounded out by Will Patton, who is fucking phenomenal. Donald Faison, also known as Dr. Turkleton, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Hurst, and Ryan Gosling. Ooh, Opie I mean, like and baby, baby Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Look at him. I mean, He's so grown up. We'll talk about little little people who haven't grown up just yet. We've got Hayden Panettiere and oh, Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Jeremiah, take us through first impressions. Before we get into our cocktail selection, we need to talk about whose film this is and additionally, what our initial impression of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. Since this is my brother's film, Eddie, tell us why you picked this film, dude. It's my brother. Mm. Uh, I've always... That's from the movie. Yeah. yeah. Eddie, shut up. We're talking about the movie real quick. Hold on. Very yeah. true. It was because it's like when, when Gary was in the hospital. Let Eddie, let Eddie, let Eddie give his version. This is his movie, dude. Thank you, Sean. Oh, sorry, Eddie. Hey, Brandon, attitude reflects leadership. 
Eddie, I'm the leader of this podcast, so I I will uh, I will be the. the Did we vote? Mic. Was I John? For yeah. I, I, what? What's going on? <laughs> Let me just tell you. Let me just turn Jeremiah, this off for a second. Give me one second. Sean is the only one that actually writes our emails to us and then pretends like other people are actually doing it. Okay, so my first impression on this film was, I mean, it came out 2000, and it came out at a time where, I mean, Jeremy and I came from a small town where football was treated like, football players were treated like gods. Um, and, I mean, this this movie, though, it just had so many different actors and actresses I really enjoyed watching. And it just stuck with me for a long time. And it was always one of my favorites. So watching this again, I, I was really uh, happy and just excited and just <laughs> making sure if it was as good as it was when I was, you know, I've watched this movie like probably one time a year, to be honest. I've watched, I always watch this movie. It helps that it's on Disney Plus too. Um, I really was looking forward to watching this movie. So I was already, I don't want to give a bias score, but I was coming close to being biased here. So anyways, uh, Sean? Uh, yeah, so I remember watching this uh, movie in, in probably 2000 when it came out and thinking how powerful the movie was and how uh, I really love Denzel Washington. I think he's one, he's one of my favorite actors, bar none. Um, and the movie just hit a, hit a tone for me, and um, I haven't really watched it very much since. And so when I actually watched this film, which I actually watched it today as I was traveling to uh, Las Vegas – and I spent 30% of the movie in tears. Like it just, it hit me even deeper now than it did back in 2000. So was it about uh, the friendships? Or what, what was it? No, I mean, it was just, it was about acceptance, about friendships, about race relations, about uh, society. I mean, all the different aspects of the movie, I think, uh, really coalesced for me now more than it did in 2000. So yeah, I was really looking forward to this movie and it didn't disappoint. Jeremiah? Uh, I remember this movie because this is my brother's favorite movie or one of his personal favorite movies. And so every time it was like, you know, it was on the house, I end up watching it with him and whatnot. I haven't seen this movie in a very, very long time. I just saw it seriously like, you know, the other day and I was like, shit, this movie speaks a lot more volume than it did now than it did back then. Now, so I was like, shit, this is a really good film. And plus, Denzel Washington is the, one of the best actors of our times it was just great to do it. Denzel Washington film. I think it's our first, right? Yes, yes it, it is. is. Unfortunately, it's our first, but uh, not our last. I'm sure, right? Yeah, Brandon, um, it's yours. And yeah, for for me, um, this is a movie that I remember seeing in theaters back in obviously 2000 when it came out. Um, I mean, I never played football, but I always love football movies. This is a movie that I remember legitimately loving when I first saw it and walked out of the theater and said, "That's one of the best movies I've ever seen." And then I think, kind of like we're all saying, except for Eddie. Um, this is a movie that that I always kept in my head as as loving it, but I haven't like revisited it a bunch. I think I've seen it maybe three or four times, you know, over the the course of twenty one years now. Uh, so sitting down and watching it again, yeah, yeah. So let me let me tell my side of the story, Ed, before you start asking me questions, okay? But anyway, so we sat down, and I remember I remember it was two days ago. Um, I just sat down and I watched it, and I was just in awe of just how freaking amazing this movie really is and yeah my whole family loved it um and and it's it's legitimate it holds up that's all i'll say we're gonna get to to the specifics but um yeah it's it's a great movie and i was so happy that we picked it ed that you picked it so um nice damn job yeah take take us through the cocktail keeping in mind that this is your cocktail and your movie so if you want to do both parts it's okay okay well do you have to to talk about the bond stuff yes literally six do you want me to just do the drink part and just like you know you uh you do you do this part jeremy all right bro since it's your drink and everything as we mentioned earlier with each movie we try to pair the tone the fill and overall impact of the story with the cocktail this season we really want to discuss the cocktail and more how it links up to the movie selection Everyone knows who listens that when we finally watch a bomb movie, we will pair it with a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred, with a lemon pill, which I believe is going to happen very, very Six soon. Six fucking episodes away. Six episodes away. Six episodes but away. But tonight, this cocktail was chosen by Eddie, and he'll be uh, taking through us the cocktail. So, Eddie, what's it? Thank you. That was that, that was delivered really good, Jeremiah. Uh, just a couple uh, times. Dodge. The three D's, dodge, duck, dive, and 
Dodge. <laughs> Dodge. <laughs> uh, all right. So tonight is in the spirit of the film, we have the black and tan. This beer-based cocktail is equal parts Guinness Stout and Sierra Nevada beer. Uh, the theme of this movie is uh, segregation and irrigation, and we can't think of a better cocktail to med to med the dark and light beard than this. Okay, so this is awful. This, this drink is horrible. Brandon, sorry, uh, Eddie, Guinness. segregation and integration. I'm sorry. What did I say? Segregation and integration. Like for a complete <laughs> no, recipe, which is two parts, so it's not difficult. Please visit the website at thegentlemanpodcast.com or on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means surprised Eddie, you didn't bring in the word navigation. All right, so let's, uh, let's, the Guinness Stout is the good part about this. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not. Yes, it yes, is. It is. No. You don't like a Guinness Stout? I'm, I'm not a Guinness, Guinness fan. fan. No. It's very light. So clearly none of you have had Guinness in fucking Ireland because just Guinness in. in Ireland is the greatest thing known to mankind. Well, guess what? I went to, uh, these to my local that might happen. <laughs> anyway, so let's so we, start with the review. We, let's let's the set drink? up. Was the, that was that said good? Yeah, that was good. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> that, there's there's going to be so much fucking edits on that one, dude. God damn so it. Let's, let's start by talking about the premise of the movie and why I think, uh, Brandon, you said it earlier, why this movie is, is, is still holds up, right? So yeah. you've got this concept in 1971. You have Brownview Board of Education that was uh, decided, I believe, in 69. Yeah. Um, so you've got the uh, you've got this this pressure of integration, and you have the closing of a white school and the closing of a black school, and basically the integration of the all white and all black school into uh, the the school that uh, what is it called? T.C. Williams. T.C. Williams, and it's a high school. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Coach Yost, played brilliantly by uh, the one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, Will freaking Patton. Will Patton. And then you've got the new incoming, which was started out as the assistant coach in Denzel Washington and Coach Boone, which actually became the 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 head coach. So I live in a world where uh, an assistant high school football coach can have that as their only job anybody else yeah i didn't know there was like a uh, like a high school football hall of fame for heights what you have okay so there is there is definitely a high school hall of fame because my uh my high school coach is actually in the high school hall of fame uh, and i spoke at his inducted in induction ceremony so i can tell you right now that that is a thing (laughs) cool (laughs) this is 1971 though so let's not forget the time (laughs) right uh, like you know, MLK, he died, what, 1968. Right. Um, so we're moving into a uh, like a, a, a time frame where um, where the civil rights movement is waning. It's getting it's getting more popular sport. And I don't mean waning from a, uh, a popularity standpoint. It's, it's actually being integrated to American society. People are starting to integrate in all sorts of countries or excuse me, states. Uh, specifically, if you look at this movie, Sunshine as a character uh, is a is evidence of the fact that in California, it's not is not a big deal. But deep in the South and in, in, in Virginia, it is still an issue. Yeah. And so this this movie kind of picks up with both the racial uh, overtones, undertones, whatever you want to call it. And you've got uh, football being the most important thing in Virginia at that time. Uh, you know, with with, with this with this yeah. team and this integration being very central to that that plot, I'm gonna, I'm going to take I'm going to take a big jump right here and uh, and say that to me that I think that this movie does something um, better than any movie that I've seen except for Forrest Gump. I think that Forrest Gump and this movie kind of stand in um, in line, and that's they capture a moment in history so freaking well. And they do it with uh, with the use of music. I think we have to talk about the music in this movie. And yes, uh, yes. but also, I I just feel like kind of Sean, what you were saying is that this movie captures so much of what's going on in that time period. It wasn't about just the school. It wasn't just about racism. It wasn't just about the South versus the North. It was it was about all of these things coming to a head at a central moment in history. And and the movie just it, it freaking does it so well and seamlessly. But it works well because I think it's yeah. it's it's really important to have have that presence on screen, and that's Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. you see it's him, Denzel, but it's also Will Patton. That the, the way that they play off of each other. Yeah, you have this, don't get me wrong. Well, this good it's, old boy Southerner, and yeah. then you've got Denzel, it's also, who is it's just also the, the team, the depth of the film, 
the depth of the characters, I feel like, plays a big part with every. There's so many different characters with so many different levels, layers, and it's. I would want to say yeah. it's. It's very easy for a lot of different audiences to identify with one of them, and they they yeah. can see. You know, there's so many different players on this team that. It just hits so many different levels without even knowing it. Yeah, like Will Patton, like you're talking about, like, you know, his presence on screen as well, you know. I mean, you got to be a strong, confident person, you know, like when you're holding up with Denzel Washington, you know, like you have to own that screen, you know. There's only a few actors can do that, like Don Cheadle can do that, uh, Ethan Hawke can do that. Yeah. Like, Will Patton is probably one of the most underrated actors I think that we have right now, like still working to this day. Both of them on screen, you see them just like, man, that is a great chemistry vibe that you see with two professional actors right there. Yeah, I didn't realize until watching it again for this is that, you know, in my mind, it was always the Julius, Gary, those are the only two characters that we really see from the student's perspective. But it, that's not what it is, right? There's a lot of other, these the high school characters that we see. We get Donald Faison's character. We've got Louis Lasting. Louis. We've got Rev. Right, we've got uh, Ryan Gosling's character who was in it a lot more than I remember it being. Yeah, yeah. And we've got all these different characters, and, and we see these different perspectives um, that that really kind of balance it out. So we don't just have this kind of feeling of being preached to or lectured with uh, the idea of of you know accepting one another with the Gary Julia story. Even though that's the central one, it's not the only one. And I think that that's something that this movie does so well is is balance. That's one thing that I, I kept going back to. It's just balancing the complexity of the storyline and it's there i i couldn't agree with you more and I, I don't mean to this is the subject that i taught in like in college this is this is my favorite period of time in history and so i'm going to give you a little lecture here for a second and bear with me Sweet. because plessy versus ferguson was the case that basically suggested that separate but equal was okay Right. So Brown v. Board of Education said that, no, separating people based on the on the color of their skin was de facto wrong, de facto uh, unequal. So basically these that that separating or segregating people based on uh, on race was not equal. This movie, in my opinion, exemplified this Supreme Court decision or this this series of Supreme Court decisions that led to Brown v. Board of Education better than any history class you could possibly ask for. Because at the beginning, you have this these two characters, Gary and Julius, who are saying basically that they're going to be separate. They're going to run their own like even Julius at the beginning of the movie says, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to be, I'm not going to integrate into the team. I'm going to, you know, nobody's backing me up. Nobody's going to be on my side. So I'm just going to run in my lane and fuck all you, all the rest of you people. And Gary was basically the same thing. And it wasn't until he stood up to his own linebacker. I don't know positions. So forgive yeah, me. Ray. But the one, Ray, the one who was defending the quarterback that, they started to break down the barriers of separate and became equal and became the the cohesive team they I think he was to be. like a, I think he was like a tight end or offensive line. Yeah, I don't know so, who yeah. what he was, but who was uh, Ethan what's his name? Ethan Sulip. So, Ethan Supley? What what was his character's name? Louis. He, uh, Louis. Louis. I mean, that is probably one of the best characters in this movie here, you know. I don't know if that's as a real person or whatnot, but I feel like he was the person who's just like, "Hey, I just want to be here." Yeah. He was like he was the first speaks, one that broke that wall yeah. down. He's oh, also sure. with a navy. He was with the, a military family, just he like was, uh, yeah. Sunshine. Well, and sun, yeah, Sunshine's, Shun's, Sunshine's dad even said, you know, we, we went to the other school and they don't allow blacks on their team. So we chose, we've chosen to come here yeah, to you the can integrated fight, school. You can fight for your country, but, you know, that's not, you know, so it's definitely hit some points there. I like. Yeah, yeah, that was a good I, point right there. I just do feel yeah. like that th this movie showed, and this is why I think I got emotional, and I was emotional at several points during this movie, but one, one, one of the things that I kept hearkening back to is if you believe, as I do, in the goodness of humanity, that people will do the right thing eventually, that people, if given the opportunity, will come together, you know, there's no better there's no better explanation on film than this movie, and it's supported so beautifully by one of the best scores or, or soundtracks ever. The soundtrack was amazing. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. And I think the themes in the movie and the acting is just phenomenal. I think that this movie, yeah. it, it changes film in a way that other films have tried to do that it, it might not have totally intentionally done it. But I think it subtly was a life lesson that was magnificent. Well, this movie was a successful hit. It was a very successful hit for special for Disney. And if you see like the, you know, how 
usually it becomes a trend to do sports themed movies. You know, after this, I mean, Disney was just going like, all right, let's do the rookie, okay? After that, let's, let's do the miracle. After that, let's do Invincible. After that, let's do the greatest game ever played. I yeah, mean, it actually opened up a lot of doors for like you know uh, emotional theme you know movies well, and things it, like it that. Created, it created almost like a template for how to take uh, sports to comment on real life issues, which is not a new concept in film. But I think that it it did it in a family manner. At that the, time, the fact that it came yeah. out, but the fact that it came out with Disney. Right. And you have these major stars and it's not like, you know, nothing against it, but it's not like Little Giants or the Big Green, which are kind of these silly family movies. This is something that took serious um, adult (laughs) themes, but put it in a way that that, yeah, my my seven year old can sit there and enjoy watching this. Maybe doesn't get everything, but at the same time, he enjoys it Um, and that we see it as a family and we we understand on different levels. I, I think that Disney really created something special here. Yeah. And the character arcs are magnificent. If you look at, like, even uh, someone as minor as Gary's girlfriend, right? Kate Bosworth, yeah. Yeah. Kate Bosworth. So her arc toward the end of the movie when she – all she wants to do is shake Julius's hand. Like, that whole arc to me was society's arc. It was was kind of – it was – it was – it represented what the people were doing. Like when there was, and there was little indications along the, along the way during the movie, when the police officer uh, pulls up next to Julius outside of Gary's house and says, you know, had a good game and haven't seen a defense that good. Tell a coach to keep it up, you know? Yep. So yeah. Between, or the mom meeting meeting uh, Julius, and dude, right? And that guy's so, his name is Wood Harris. Like, if you ever want to watch, like, you know, some of his movies, you know, he was on that TV show for HBO, The Wire. Fucking great. He's a great fucking actor, man. It brought it definitely had a good little timeline of like, okay, well the 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 team went to you know Gettysburg, Gettysburg to you know get together and become a team and get over this. We're, we are one, and let's play as one. But then the town wasn't the same when they came back. So it, I like the development of the town. That's what I thought was so powerful is that you know you had kind of the initial bus scene where they're getting on the bus to go to camp and chills. Yeah, chills. and he's like, "Get off the fucking bus!" Defense in one bus, uh, you know, offense in the other. Let's seg- let's desegregate the buses, and everyone's going to ride with everyone. Brandon, what do you got? No, so I, I think I've mentioned it a couple times now, but to me, this is one of the things that stood out so much is the complexity of, of the storyline. Um, a lot of these movies that you know I see, I saw when I was a kid, and then we revisit for this podcast. I watch it now, and I go, "Man, that storyline is so much more simple and concise, and kind of boring than I remember it being when I was a kid." This is the opposite. So, an example of that we're talking about character development, and character arcs, is that in my head, coming into watching this movie again uh, for this podcast is that I had thought of Denzel's character, Coach Boone, as this really kind of um, one-dimensional, flat character that doesn't really have anything. He's just kind of an asshole. But he is such a complex character. And there's two scenes that I just I have to point out because it shows, number one, brilliance in writing, brilliance in directing, and then brilliance in acting. The first is when uh, when he's standing in the cafeteria and he brings up Louis Lastic and he asks him about what his plans are after high school and Louis like, I'm not going to go to college. And he pulls him over and kind of whispers just to Louis. He says, listen, if you don't go to college, it's not because you're not smart enough. So I want you to bring your, your work to me and we're going to work through this and we're going to help you out. He shows how caring he is. And then the second one is right before their first game, he's throwing up. Like that scene is so important and it's such an almost throwaway scene in a lot of ways. But it shows that he's a human, that we get this humanized version and we see that he's so hard on the on the kids, especially the black players. But we see that there's a purpose behind it. And man, to me, he was so much better a character than I ever remembered him being. And talk about character arc. You have that with him. Well, and I, I always took his uh, demand of perfection to be one of arrogance. When I was, you yes. know, the first time I watched it, like, You know, all coaches say they want perfection. The reason, however, that he wanted perfection was because he wanted equality. He wanted all players to perform perfectly, not necessarily in. And it kind of goes back to what what he believes in not cutting players if they're if they're showing up and working hard. Like he wants perfection because that's his expectation. Just like. In society, we expect every we expect everyone to be open and understanding and love each other. Doesn't always happen, but that should never not be the expectation. I, and I think yeah, that really mirrored I like that. that. 
I love the fact that he teaches his kids, you know, how to be, uh, how to present themselves, how to actually, you know, be uh, more an example, your develop, your growth and everything like that. Like, I want to make sure that you were actually present yourself in a very professional manner and whatnot. You know, you represent yeah, wear a your suit. Yeah. You represent not just me. You represent yourself. You represent your team and everything like that. It was such a great opening scene where you just see him like just like watching these young men watching this professional guy just like taking like the control of that whole scene it's uh it's pretty remarkable just watching that you know and that was just like the first 30 minutes of the movie for christ's sake and i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for a speech in a movie but when they run to gettysburg and he makes that speech about hallowed ground and we're still fighting the same fight today the same yeah and it's it that to me was like i wish that that was on the loudspeaker today even right now in America today, like we're still fighting the same stupid battles that we've been fighting for, for the whole time. And and we either need to come together or we're going to die alone. And that to me is such a powerful message that, and that's why this movie resonates. That's why this movie is still good today as it was in 2000. It would have been in 1971 is that you have Mm -hmm. characters that are relatable. You have themes that are relatable and then you have messages that don't die. I mean, overcoming adversity, there is no better there's no better story that overcomes adversity than a sports movie. And so pair that with race, with with societal pressure, with a uh, family pressure, and you've got uh, you've got a, a mixture of what could be disastrous, right? This movie could have been terrible. But instead, well, it's it could have it by, felt like a know. lecture, you know? It could right. have felt like a lecture, and it never once to me feels like a lecture. It feels inspirational because that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the writing here to me is, is one of the greatest uh, attributes to it. I haven't gotten this many goosebumps watching a movie in a, a damn long time, and it's always – you, you mentioned the the um, the Gettysburg speech, and that's yes, that's a great speech. But to me, the one that I think has almost kind of become a joke um, is the left side, strong side, right? Um, and to me, that moment, even though I knew it, came, it was coming, I've seen the movie plenty of times. When you see it happening, when you see literally bonding between two people who hated each other, everyone just watching right too. in front of us, yeah, yeah and then watching, but yeah. then it, how that brings the rest of the team, like they circled up yeah. and they realize that that's. That's what we need to do. That brought um, the coaches yeah. together too, like yeah, both like Coach Bill and Coach uh, Boone together. Yeah, and I'll go. I'll go you one mm-hmm. further, Brandon. Is is when uh, Coach Yost uh, was told, you know, we're gonna basically get you back your, yeah. your 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 position as head coach, and we're gonna throw this game when he and Will Patton does that. He did this in Armageddon. He's done this a bunch oh, of different so times. So many times. He has a moment and this is his moment where he, you know, he says, do not let them get another yard. And he kicks, he kicks Petey out of the, out of the game. And he's like, I don't want another person crossing you. Like this is your moment. They will remember the day that they have the Titan, that they fought the Titans. That to me was like his final, his final acceptance. Right. So that's what, that's what this movie is about. I think at its heart is is the white folks accepting that integration is here to stay and the black folks realizing that they can be respected by the white folks. That whole dynamic, I think, plays out in every relationship during this movie. And I think that's why it's so powerful. So between Denzel and Will Patton, that's a relationship with both coaches. And it was beautiful to see that develop from the very first time when Coach Boone showed up you know, during the meeting, he said, I'm never, I'm never late to a meeting, even though there was a riot going outside. And Coach Yost was like, I didn't hire you. But Coach Boone's was like, well, I'm here to stay. I'm here to win. And it was just like, it brought, like, you start seeing Coach Yost give so much respect to Coach Boone after, like, these little lessons and vice versa, too, back and forth. They both learned something from each other. Well, and they, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't mean to yeah. keep bringing history into this and, and, and society, but if you look at, if you look at these cases that led to this desegregation of schools, Thorogood Marshall used this tactic. This was the tactic. It was, it was upstanding citizens in society, black kids who should have gone to college or should have gone to this or should have gone. To, they were the cream of the crop. And those were the defendants. Those were the people or the, uh, uh, the, the people who were being discriminated against. He was using the best society had to offer and showing the world that these people deserve to go to college. 
I think that that was the concept that Martin Luther King used during, you know, during the civil rights movement is we are going to peacefully protest and articulate our arguments and get allies. And that's exactly what Boone did is he went into school and he killed them with kindness and killed them with respect and killed them with all the great part about humanity and overcame their bigotry and hatred. And I think that is well, once again, I, I keep saying it, but that's why this movie fucking resonates is because those themes are universal. I was going to say one thing that, that both uh, myself and, and my wife looked over at me and we talked about it actually uh, the other day when we were watching this movie is that we, you know, you know that there's people who hate out there. We know that there's racists out there. The, if we see racists in movies, it's usually the extreme. It's it's like the the clan or, or people who are going to just go to that far, far extreme. What this movie does, though, is it lets us into just, I guess, neighborhood racism, right? The 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 idea of people hating other people, but not necessarily acting out in a violent way. And to me, that's this that's just as scary as anything else. But it's amazing how this movie shows a very real point, which is the the extreme hate and just the idea of hating anybody that that much. See, it's just I'm insane. Gonna dis- I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because I think it, what it showed is surface level hate. I think it showed misunderstanding and fear, and because this the, the society around them, it changed. It oh, didn't. No, no, ha- yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? Is it, it, it did? It, yeah, but, it but was, I guess it's just this idea of of hating somebody for absolutely no cause, right? Which is is the the root of racism and you're right they do change and we talked about this earlier is the, the story arc of the town is is important but i guess the way that they showed it to me uh it really resonates and makes you go god there how why yet at the same time that's very very true and accurate today and it showed it on this societal scale but it also showed how you can come back from it and i think that part that 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 ability to change is what gives me hope at least in society as a whole that we can mm-hmm. change just because the the just because things are different than they were before doesn't mean that we can't overcome our own stupidity and hatred and prejudice and mm-hmm. become a better people and i think that that movie this movie really it hits on that pretty hard it does, and I you mean, does. look at the even the the children, uh, the the daughter of Cheryl Yost and then the daughter of Coach Boone, that that development with them too, also with just like when they first met each other, and they're like, oh, why are you dressing like that? Well, why are you dressing like that? It was they didn't hate each other, so it, it was it was you saw how a development of well, the children don't hate each other, and and it, uh, you you start seeing that with the coaches, like, well, we're just. Fine and dandy here. They almost laughed almost with Coach Boone laughing with Coach Yost a little bit like, you know, like my girl likes to play football and basketball and my other girl likes to, you know, like play, play with dolls. Play I know. Dolls. She likes to accessorize. Accessorize. <laughs> it just, it, 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 did it, my nails. But then down the road, you saw Coach Yost letting his daughter stand, stay the night with Coach Boone. And that showed like, oh, wow. Like, I love be, it's because she's, she's looking at the film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the best. And that just, it was so beautiful to see that like development of yeah. Coach Boone letting this child in who, you know, he didn't need to do that, but he, he also brought over and he was protecting. And it showed also like when he said like the, the, the brick that was thrown yes. in his window, yes. like this is just a day of my life. Well, and know? that's what I was getting. That was, was that what I was kind of getting to yes. with Brandon is there's surface level like – like bigotry where the the neighbors didn't like him the cops didn't like him and then there's that deeper level of hate that i think is is less common which is like the coach on the other team calling him a monkey and telling him he's not going to uh, yeah. tra- uh trade film with him i think that is a deeper more insidious level of hatred that you can't say that the town had just because they're you know, have that surface level bigotry, but they come around like that. that I just, I don't the know. Scene, that just, it might scene, be wrong. Well, the, the scene where he, you know, they went make the big win right before Gary's um, accident. And he, Very the sad. entire neighborhood is clapping for him. Like, I mean, that's such a Disney movie moment. I know it is, but that's a moment that I, you know, goosebumps all over. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what it's about. And the dad's yeah, out but, there, you know, twirling the daughter, but it's so beautiful. In all it's fairness, when Martin, when Martin Luther King made his, I have a dream speech, it wasn't just black folks sit, standing in the crowd. Oh, right. They changed hearts and minds. And, and that's how you win. And that's how you win this massive argument. And so yeah. uh, for me, it, it really was, it was uplifting, I guess. No, Jeremiah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Jeremiah, go ahead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so hard to talk with you guys sometimes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ. I know Eddie won't shut up. <laughs> what I was trying to say earlier, <laughs> fucking 10 minutes ago, was that <laughs> r- the writer, Howard, you know, he, it took a long time for him to get this movie made. He was passed by every fucking studio. Every fucking studio was telling him, yeah, why don't we just uh, remove the race part of it and just make a football film? You know? I mean, shit, this guy just wrote, I believe, Harriet last year or something like that. This guy is a phenomenal writer. And it took Jerry Bruckheimer to kind of just do something a little different that he normally does at that time. You know, just Uh, like, hey, uh, I believe uh, in this movie. You know, I want to do this movie. And seriously, like, I think if it wasn't for Bruckheimer sticking up for Howard to actually get this film made, it would have been like, you know, fucking shot to shit, you know, because they would have been like, no, let's not worry about the race. Let's just do a football movie, you know? The words come out of the screen. Everything you see on the screen is fucking amazing, dude. So, I mean, you got to give it up to Bruckheimer. You got to give it up to Howard to oh, actually sure. do in this movie. Yeah. And and yeah. and you have to look at a, an actor like Denzel Washington, right? So Denzel is probably the most center centered uh, actor in Hollywood. He is... He's not like this arrogant, crazy, famous person. He is such a a good, kind, centered human being. Hard worker. Hard worker. And I mean, I I, I don't know if anyone is – Consistently good. Yeah, consistently good acting, but also I think a good person because if you look Mm -hmm. at – there's a – if ever – I say everyone needs to watch this speech. And it was Chadwick Boseman um, before he passed, obviously. And he was at, I think it was like an AFI celebration or something for Denzel Washington. And he was talking about how Denzel Washington put up a scholarship which would promote African-American youth to the arts. Like So basically he put up money to get students into uh, art colleges and acting and stuff like that. And basically what Chadwick Boseman said is that there is no Black Panther without Denzel Washington because he was a recipient of – that scholarship in order to get into that program. Crazy. It's like this, the, these, this is the type of people that you want in these type of roles that really pioneer, uh, I think race on screen. And I just think right there, when you think about a movie star and you think of the top of the pier, you have to see Denzel Washington right there. There's no one else that can actually capture that screen and own that screen. And whatever he does, if it's glory, I mean, a year before he did this, this was training day, you know, like he was setting himself up, you know, like just the following year, you know, I mean, Denzel is a league of its own. And he's never been scared. No, he's never never been scared. No, there's only a few, like a small handful of actors that whatever movie they do, you know it's going to be good because they've they they only pick good movies and not not because of even their acting but because they literally have the awareness of what they can do with that movie. I think that Tom Hanks is another actor who who yeah you can hate and you can not like some of his movies but at the same time they're they're for the most part consistently. Well, Thomas good. Crown was just a triumph. <laughs> Wait, Thomas Crown? That was that was uh, Pierce. No, that was Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Har- what Pierce. would Harry Crown? What would- what was it? What, no, oh, what no, was that was movie? that was such that was a terrible, terrible movie. Was it Terminal? Char- Charlie Wilson. No. Oh, Char- no, Charlie uh, Wilson's War was also stay terrible. On track. Was stay on track. Stay on target. <laughs> anyway, stay on target. Put it this way: I personally love Tom Hanks, and I personally I love Denzel. And I, I feel like that Denzel. When, when you see a movie's coming out with Denzel, I don't worry about oh, is it going to be good? Should I see it or not? Like it's, it's a yes. I need to see it. I Whether literally had that you know, situation. Yeah. Like about two months ago when I was watching uh, The Little Things. It was on HBO and HBO Max where he's a uh, yeah. cop and whatnot. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't know about this movie, but fuck, Denzel's on it, so I'm going to watch it. You know, yeah. that's, that's the for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, not to make it, not to, uh, there, there are so many actors on there, uh, out there that, that I find very calming. Uh, every time they're on screen, I feel like they are in control of the script. Mm-hmm. The script isn't in control of them. And Will Smith is another one yeah. uh, that yeah, I feel I like, Every time, every time he's in a movie, he makes me smile. Like when he reads a line, it makes me it makes me calm and, and smile about it. Russell Crowe is another one where I feel like he's always in control. Well, of the you feel like they're not acting. 
Right. Even though even though you see it's Denzel. Like, okay, so I keep going back to this one. I, I am not a Tom Cruise fan because every time I watch Tom Cruise, I'm watching Tom Cruise. Like I can see Denzel. I know that it's Denzel. He's not wearing makeup. Like he he he's not changing his appearance. He's not Christian Bale in that sense. I'm watching Denzel, but at the same time, he's got such command over his characters that it, it creates a genuine performance that is just believable. You know, uh, right. American, I think American that's Gangsters what it is. It's such a good movie. You just talk about Russell Crowe and does a Washington. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and really Scott. Yeah. I mean, you, well, you can't I mean, really Scott. That. You cannot beat really Scott. This movie Anyhow. also, yeah, I was gonna say this movie also touched about uh, sunshine. Like I, I, we kind of talked about it a little so, bit coming from, but like it, yeah. it was able to touch about that, and it was just like wow, like it's still like you never really found out. But like Petey Jones was kind of funny about it. Like I just have to know. I just have to know. But like it, it's still like it was able to bring this into a manner that was professional and very mature. It's looking it, at different prejudices yes, is what this movie exactly. is doing. And my, job, I'm sorry, but my favorite aspect of Sunshine is that's the world that I grew up in where I did not realize because it was because we were taught when we were kids that race didn't matter at all. Yep. They had no impact on anything. Yeah. And then to find out that this type of insidiousness is out in the world, he's like, I didn't know. Like I, I had no idea when they go it's into that great. It's a great scene the when they go into the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's what I was about to bring up. Really great scene. And that's um, it's just so it's I, I, I connected with that because that's I mean, we're all from California. That's where that's the world we lived in. You yeah. know, it was it didn't matter. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole other side of the country that we've never yeah. did have experienced before. Yeah, so there's a lot of things fully. that we don't know. That's something that it it really shows a different light of like watching this movie. God, this movie's so, like twenty years old. And yeah. it still holds a lot of value. It still holds up. Um, one thing, too, I want to talk about is is the actual football. Um, now, I didn't play football, but to me, this wasn't like, you know, the most realistic hits and everything that you see in, and I'm going to go and say it, Friday Night Lights. But to me, the, the, the cinematography of being there, we see the hits. They, they don't pull any punches. It seems like hardcore high school football to me. Um, so, I don't know, what do you guys think of just the... Uh, if there Just was the, the if, there was, a, if there was a uh, a little mark on this film, it was the uh, the football scenes and whatnot. I didn't really believe that they play football. Uh, and I was even reading about the director. Like the director, he had no idea what American football was. He had to be put in football camp to actually have more of an understanding about the the culture of the film and I think that kind of hurt the film it just didn't look like a football film for me in that part that's just, just, I, that's just I, 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 I thought the I montage was, of hits were actually really good I think you, yeah I, I'm going to go based off of a little bit of Brandon it based off it, it's high school football this is, is not college this is not professional you have people that barely made the team look like Allen for Ryan Gosling he wasn't at no, the no he practice. was good bro he was bro, good he wasn't at the practice when everyone was in summer camp he was over doing something else. You remember, he he brought over like, "Hey guys, they're go they're riding over there. Why don't we have practice, bro?" Like, so, but like, look, it's, I, it's, it, yeah. yeah, the hits yeah. weren't like. I mean, it's, it's a Friday Night Lights. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the perfect way to say it. Like, it's it it's there's a Disney atmosphere there's on top of that. There's a Disney atmosphere. Yeah. So, so from yeah. someone who is not a football fan, like I I, I don't care about football at all. You're, I enjoyed. You I, like football, Sean? No, I do not. I enjoyed. You like soccer? Hits. I enjoyed the the sports aspect of it because I felt like I could follow it. It wasn't complex per plays. Mm-hmm. They weren't like trying to run trick plays. They weren't. They didn't get into the minutia of the actual sport. It was just like, oh, look, they play football. Oh, look, they hit each other. Oh, look, I can see the score. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, we're on defense. And one, we're on of, one of my <laughs> favorite parts of this movie, and it, I think maybe it's a way to mitigate some of the. Uh, the overdoing the the football parts, but one of the things that I loved about it is when they basically show um, I don't know six or seven or eight games going through, uh, and we get it from the perspective of like this uh, this handheld personal camera, and we see you know it, it shows that they're winning because we see the the uh, what is it the win loss column yeah, keep going really up and up and up. Games. You, you don't see a like whole lot of games, yeah. yeah, exactly. But you see the results, see, you see the excitement of the town, and I think it 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 just paces it so well you so saw four I, games to be honest you saw I, the first one then the second one and after that it went on you're this right yeah, then yeah. The playoff and then and it was like two plays game, and it was like oh we're going into halftime but you did feel yeah. you did feel the moments of the games like when rev got hurt and sunshine yes. came in and flipped over that guy and that well, was, was on, awesome. i mean that was a oh, great damn. scene too I, I my parents died when i was a kid and i had 12, I had 12 brothers and sisters 12 12 I had eight. eight. <laughs> 12, Still, 12, by the 12. way, to me, 12 is not better than eight. Eight would be like, holy fuck. My story, <laughs> if you had to say 12, okay? 
I think that they used they used football to support the yes. underlying equality and racial aspects of the movie and didn't make it a sports movie. And yeah. there are other movies that I think get a lot of flack for the lack of sports and like for love of the game does it. They say it all the time. It's oh, it's a yeah. love story. It's like no, they're using the sport as a metaphor for what they're trying to accomplish in the movie. And, and I think this yeah. movie does it beautifully. Yeah, for me, right there, that yeah. took me a little while for to figure that one out. Actually, watching this over, like you know, like well, I never had enjoyed the football part of the film. But then the thing is, it's not really a football film. You know, I think that's that's a great way to put it. I really think that that's for sure what it is. I know uh, Denzel Washington. He did a movie in '98. He got game, right? Yeah, oh, movie was the shit. Like, dude. He was the dad, and he went to jail because he killed his mom. He killed the, his wife. But like, I feel like this movie, Remember the Titans, definitely overshadowed. Like, it hit every mark that he wanted to hit. Like, it, it, it definitely left something that. This movie could be watched today in the movie theaters and probably have a bigger impact than it ever has ever. This this movie needs to be seen by our generation. Well, and and, and the fact yeah. that we can sit here on a podcast and talk openly about you know the racial aspects and the and the strife and the segregation aspects. I mean, to me, that means that this movie has more staying power than pretty much any other sports movie out there. Like, I'm going to go as far as best cool. football movie of all time. Like, well, I, really I, think this- I think I think it might go into the category, and I, I don't want to spoil. But this is this is best sports movie, not just football. Did you say sports? Or did you say football? I no, said I said football. I, I said sports. I, I like I like I, it. Could go up there. Too. I think it's, it could go it up to sports. It's definitely up there. I feel like it's the last yeah. movie of all the sports films. I don't think a movie this movie gets talked about, which is pretty sad actually. And I think if it actually you know gets reintroduced reason- to the public and whatnot. Things that have been happening back then that were happening now that people did not really kind of have an understanding. But I think it actually, if it gets brought now, I mean, people will see it in a totally different light, yo. The, the other side it's of this... it's a misunderstood movie, right? Well, the, when yeah. you look at it, you're, you're like, is it a sports movie? Is it not a sports movie? And so a lot of people are not going to want to watch it because it's a sports movie, even though it's not, right? I think that there's just some misunderstanding in that. It also felt like it, it brought you back out of a time where it was okay for the coaches to be like, hey, we don't. We don't drink water. We don't take breaks. Like nowadays, you can't this, have this that. Movie, not, not this movie, but yeah, this coaching style could never have happened. Right? Exactly. And that's to, what I was gonna say. To say no, no. To pick them up at three o'clock. To have a, honestly, how many? How many high school? We do programs, four days. Uh, yeah, how, how, a coach telling like you're my dad. I'm your daddy, right? I mean, people would be daddy, like, right? you won't be "What did you say? Like, oh my god." Today. But how many, how many programs, right? How many high school programs will do a two week stay away camp? Right. Right. Not I mean, many. just the fact that you can't do it. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it, it shows, again, the, the change of time, but also in a bigger sense, how time hasn't changed. Mm, beautiful. That was really good, actually. And that brings us to the inner review. Now it's time in the podcast, which each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, can you please provide the scale? Yes, I perfectly can. Zero, the perfect movie. Zero. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or Lyft and home. Uh, four, rough morning walk of shame. Five, blackout, shit-faced, spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with Jeremiah. Uh, Denzel Washington said a quote about this movie. It's a movie about the potential of the human spirit. And I really believe what this film represents. I love how it's, it's a movie that teaches kids and the youth of society the right way how to treat people and how to stand up for your fellow mankind. I think it's an important movie. I think people should watch this movie. And I think this movie did something at that time that people did not recognize that changed the way how we look at film. This movie definitely not only teaches us why football has become like the most popular sport as of today, but it teaches us the true meaning of humanity. Being a gentleman on and off the field and respecting one another. I didn't really care for much for the football part of the scenes because I actually really enjoyed more of the movie itself. Uh, I think the director didn't really have put a good spin to uh, the realization of uh, of football games and things like that. It just it didn't really do for me that much. Where I was just like, oh, this is not like you know, fucking in your face and everything like that. But then again, that's not a part of this film. It, it, it's not supposed to be a part of the film. This is not a football film. Is it a perfect movie? I don't think it's a perfect movie. But you know what? I think it's an important movie for people to watch. And that, for my friend, I give this a, a, a one point and a half. Point and a half one, or one one, point a, five. A, a 1.5, 1.5, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brandon, go ahead. I'm so nervous. I had no idea oh what my you God. Well, t- tell you what. Um, I'll go second. So 
so this movie, this movie, I've always kind of had this huge, um, I've always looked at it as a great movie. It wasn't until I watched it again and really critically watched it the other day that I realized just how accurate that was. This is, this is transcends good movie. This is great movie category. Not because it teaches us something, not because it's just well-made, but because it weaves everything together in a perfect pacing with perfect um, story, with perfect writing, with perfect music that we didn't talk about, with perfect moments of emotional – ah, we didn't even talk about Gary's accident, which, I mean, it, it could come off as like that movie moment where it's like pandering to us, of, like of course something tragic would happen. But damn it, it does it so beautifully and it does it so well and it still focuses on the importance of friendship and, and brotherly love and the importance of looking towards goodness in our future instead of just holding on to this hate and this anger and this ugliness. And it does it in a way that just gave me goosebumps all over the place. I looked at my wife halfway through this movie and I said, I, I don't know. This might be a zero. And I'm, I'm not. it's not a zero. I'm not giving it a zero. But I, it's that good. It really is. Um, I had to look hard to, to really point, point uh, a finger at what this movie I wish could have done a little bit better. Um, and, I, and the only thing I can come up with is some of the some of the lines were presented in kind of a wooden fashion by some of the, the actors. And that's just literally me pushing it to the extreme and saying, do I believe that these guys uh, are, are, you know, actual high school dweebs? No, I, I, I think that there are some some lines that are, are said and mainly from Ray and Gary and Julius to an extent, right? The th- kind of the three main characters that you got as far as the students that if it had just been maybe another take or something that um, I would have believed it wholeheartedly. I'm going to go back to Friday night lights and none of them look like they're in high school, but, but man, there was such a gritty realness to it. I'm not saying that this needed grittiness because I think it did everything it needs, but the acting was just a little bit off in certain points. And so basically, uh, this is something I've, I don't think I've ever done, which is to come up with my own um, point system here. So we're going to have a, a, a score all on its own. But like this is the only time I would want any alcohol when I'm watching this is just because I'm so entranced in the movie that somebody spills a little bit of like whiskey on my tongue. And I'm like, oh, there's a little taste of something. So I'm going to go with a half of a half, which is a point one two. A point one two. That's where I'm at because a this is this is literally God. Two? You are just making this, is this very difficult right on Eddie. No, I'm giving this. Uh, I'm, I'm giving this an, a unique score because I don't think we're going to have any kind of uh, mathematical adding up unless Eddie gives like a point one three. So, so um, I'll go next. I'll go next. A point one two. Yeah, point one. That's two worse two. than that's, that's worse score. than Eddie's point two five for uh, Empire Strikes Back. Like, by the way, that's like seven drips. Uh, yeah, Strikes no, Back. What I'm thinking about movie. this is like if I'm at a bar and I'm just like, ooh, I'm cheap as hell. I'm just gonna lick up what spilled over. So that's what I got. Oh like eating god. a pizuki from someone else. Anyway, uh, oh my okay. god, I would do that again. So I, I, I was looking at uh, some of the reviews of this movie. And um, Roger Ebert said that Remember the Titans is a parable about racial harmony yoked to the formula of a sports movie. And this just proves that Roger Ebert was overrated as a uh, <laughs> as a reviewer, because I'll agree. if you are going to suggest that this movie was was braced in or framed in by sports, you're not watching the movie. It's not if this movie has nothing or little to do with sports and everything to do with overcoming of adversity. And okay, so yes, they use the backdrop of a football uh, season to do it, but you had Coach Boone go through personal turmoil from not wanting to take the job and replace a qualified white coach to having a brick thrown thrown through his window and overcoming societal. Uh, anger and hatred toward African-American people to winning or to being threatened that if he lost a game that he's going to lose his job to total harmony at the end. It had nothing to do with the fact that they were a sports team and everything to do with the fact that sports, in my opinion, bring out the best in society. This is a, a love letter to humanity that if you present people with the truth, they will do the right thing and be good people. And to me, this movie it should be watched by every single person today because if more people acted the way that the people in this movie acted and grew to harmony, I think that we'd have a better society. And so I give this movie a 0.5. This movie is not a perfect movie. 
there's some uh, there's some minor problems that I really didn't touch on. I think the acting, like Brandon said, or it was Brandon who said they were a little wooden. I think yeah. that um, you know you had some some characters that were not necessarily uh, important to the story. I think Ryan Gosling's character was completely unnecessary. Um, I think he got it because he was a Disney kid. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I think those detracted. I think it turned out well for him. It did. <laughs> yeah, the, it sure it did. detracted. I think that his storyline detracted from the overall arc of the movie. Um, anyway, long story short, point five. I think this is a great movie. I think everyone should watch this movie. And I, I agree. I think this is one of the greatest sports movies. So, Eddie, finish us off. Very well said, everyone. Uh, so, remember the Titans for me, when I look at it now, it's a movie that you see America's growth, right? I mean, you just see so many uh, – it hits so many different points of how America has grown over time and how, what America is still dealing with. It's a movie that deals with all the things you've said and just happens to be about – a little bit about football too and football brings it together for uh something to to grow with to everyone's trying to strive the same goal uh remember titans i for i think arguably one of the greatest movies of 2000s on up um for me personally i say that because for me it's not just like i said i said earlier the greatest football movie but i was leading to you know brian said greatest sports movie um but we can all learn many lessons about this movie uh, about living together as one uh, this, you know, this took place in 1971. I can't imagine this is uh, based on the true story. So arguably this actually, a lot of this have, they all, on the very end of the movie, they all have where they went type stuff. So these are real people that they, they had to come together as a team in the very racial tense period of our country. Um, so they just taught the community and this world and this America how to live with each other. Everyone can strive this towards the same goal. And it's just beautiful to watch. Um, and it was, it's a movie that I, I would definitely want to see again with my kids when they're older. And it's, that says a lot of stuff to it. Um, you know, it's something that I feel like we all need to have common ground and build f- together as one to the, today. Um, I personally think it's a 0.75. It's just underneath a, a one. Wait, so me. I was the best fucking score for this movie? God, no, Eddie. I'm, no, I'm a point one two. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank I God. Don't get, let's, let's <laughs> take, I, I I'm not biased. I don't give zeros. Let's say there's no perfect. Then you are biased. And and that's so, and that's ridiculous, Eddie. I I will, I will say that's ridiculous. There's something. Can we find another half gentleman? If you do, if you do not have this movie, all of a sudden a one is a perfect movie. The the football. No, Eddie, if you're saying that there is, no, I'm not arguing that this is a zero, but if your argument is that there are no zeros, then your best score is a zero. It's by de- definitionally a zero because no. it is your best movie. No, it's, by, it's by best score, movie be a one. The best movie is un yeah. is un is untouchable. Yeah. Oh, that's there a good no movie. Untouchables movie. is a good movie. Yeah, there, you're just mad anyway. because I gave uh, Empire Strikes Back a point five. Uh, 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 Jeremiah, when we add or Eddie, when we add them all together and divide by four, uh, what does Remember the Titans get an average of? Ooh, I was right this time. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> uh, 0. 0.7175. That's 0. right. 0. 0.7175. Oh, my goodness. I think uh, we unique, have a new top five. Unique. 0. Unique 7, New York. 1, no, 7, no, it's, Jeremiah, it's, it's what number, is that? where does that number, put us on our list, Jeremy? One second, actually. It's, it's not five. It's six. Oh, it's six. But, you know, it, it belongs to the top ten. Somebody can give a 1.5, Jer. Yeah. What is what is the score? What is the score? It's uh, seven one. Seven one. So Point it's seven, actually one, seven, one, seven, five. oh okay. It's so right it's right. Joker. It's right Joker and between okay. It's between Joker and The Shining actually. Uh, I think it should be higher. I I actually think that's pretty good though. That's Do, your go-to line, Sean. Is Sandlot better than this movie? Yes. It's around the same, and I, oh, like I would say it's around the same. It's around the same, and then they're close to each other. It's definitely better than Breakfast Club. I regret Jotro being that high. That's personally, that's how my. That's a good movie. You guys did a good job on that one. I wasn't mm-hmm. part of it. It shouldn't be in the top ten. No, I mean, and I think it's a good fit, man. I mean, like we just did the Sandlot, like seriously, a couple weeks ago, and everything like that. It's like right below it. It's right next to each other. I mean, these yeah. are, and this is a movie where we're talking about, like, you know, 
are these movies overrated or underrated? This is a fucking underrated movie, you know? I Seriously. Mean, it's like, I want my kids to work hard like, in the sports. I want them to watch this movie. Like, I, I totally did not see this movie coming. I didn't know that this was going to have a, a, a huge impact. And even when I was just like working today, I was like, fuck, that movie was so fucking hardcore, you know? I just wish the, some of the football scenes were better. That's all. So that makes it not a perfect movie. Like I said, there's always something with every I'm movie not, that makes no, it not perfect. See, Eddie, can we not lose Eddie's audio? Sean. I'm carrying what I'm saying. You have your opinion. I no, have it's opinion. not an opinion, Ed. It's, it is it's opinion. Def- no, no, stop. It's definitionally. If you have no zero. In your then, opinion. No, that's not an opinion. That, Ed, you just it's said science it. and you math. Just said, you just said, in my opinion. No, I'm saying that if there is no zero in your opinion, if there's no zero, then if zero doesn't exist, then your top movie is a zero. There's no top movie. There's no perfect movie. Zero means there's a perfect movie. Objective scale. Zero movie. Zero means there's a perfect movie. There's no perfect movie. You're the you're the motherfucking teacher who does not give an A plus and screws up the curve for the rest of us. Uh, I'm the one that keeps the no 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 no. Even the hardcore film critics out there have a perfect movie for themselves. Agreed. Everyone. Something wrong with every movie out there. Then then you're then you're missing the point of what a movie does to you, feeling wise. Missing the point. Yes, you are. No, but I agree, I agree with Jeremiah. Of course you uh, do. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you're a fan of the review uh, or you like the podcast, we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five star review on iTunes. A physical review is everything, guys. If you can uh, type out some little words to, uh, uh, even if it's negative, to talk about our podcast, we would Just really write appreciate it. Write some job. comments and let me know if you agree with me too. If you think there's no perfect such thing as a perfect movie, so I know yeah. I'm not alone out there. I'm not yeah, alone. I think you know what we need to have a um a, a, an Instagram poll. <laughs> write to Sean, please. Please write to Sean. And you can also all. find us on Instagram <laughs> at the dot gentleman podcast. You can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com. Or if you want, you can reach out to us by email at hosts with an S H O S T S at the gentleman podcast.com. We thank you so much for listening. And we've seen a, a big increase in our viewership of late. And uh, as we move into the last uh, part of the year, we, we really uh, enjoy your your listenings and your feedback and uh, look forward to bringing you more content in the rest of the year. Thank you guys so much. What's the next and, movie? Uh, oh, Jeremiah, what's the next movie? It's a little Moulin Rouge. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, little my gift is mine. I've never watched this movie. Speaking of which, uh, apparently, according to, according to Sean, it's Moulin, the Disney movie, and then Rouge. Rou- Rouge. Rouge. <laughs> hey, Bra- hey, Brandon. Yeah, there's Fuck a yeah. yeah. There's a, there's an O. You're missing it. C- cinematographically, Mulan. you're a piece of shit. All right. <laughs> oh, cinematographically, we got that in there. Damn. Clink, clink, bitches. All right. Cheers, Damn. gentlemen. Bye. I mentioned Point Break. No, we point talked about Point Break. We talked about Brian Cox. We did it all. We yeah. hit it all. We talked about the cox. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh right. wait, wait. Do you see this, guys? Ah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Condia. Uh, my point yeah, break I, I shirt. Gotta, I gotta give a, a bottle to my baby, so I gotta right. sign off. Bye, Love guys. you guys. Bye. Love you guys. Be Adios. safe.